Last time on This Paranormal Life. Uri is a psychic from Tel Aviv. Uri, I understand that you've been able to use your psychic abilities to move objects with your mind. Is that fair to say? <laughs> uh, yes, that's right. Amongst other things. So Uri is now concentrating on the key, just rubbing it very gently. And good lord! It's bending right in front of me. I, I can't believe it. Just a few months previously, he had performed the same demonstration on a radio show in Texas, but was still surprised to receive a letter a few days later. It was addressed from the Texas Attorney General's office. Three employees there had signed a letter to say they were listening in on the radio broadcast. To their amazement, they watched as a spoon handle bent 45 degrees, a door key snapped in half, and a paper clip straight up disappeared. There was one magician that made it his mission to shut Uri down once and for all. James Randi. It's 1973 and Uri Geller is about to have the biggest night of his life. He is set to appear on The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. Uri just had to go there, charm the audience with his usual routine, chat to Johnny, bend a few spoons and basically bask in the standing ovation from millions of Americans that would follow. He realized they had swapped out his entire setup. Nothing he had agreed to work on was there. I sat there humiliated. Uri was a fraud. Or was he? Because Rory, over four decades later, a piece of information was released to the public that would rewrite Uri's history. In 2017, some 12 million pages of internal CIA documents became declassified. Crucially, including Uri Geller's entire involvement in a little paranormal research project called Stargate. Welcome back to This Paranormal Life. This is part two in the story of controversial psychic Uri Geller. So if you haven't heard part one, we do suggest you go back and check it out. Rory, last week we investigated some crazy evidence from the 70s that Uri was able to not only use his mind to control objects, but even do it remotely across the country. This led to a bunch of primetime TV appearances, but we left off just as he was humiliated on the Johnny Carson show, foiled by Johnny and the magician James Randi. Uri went back to his hotel and started packing his bags to go home to Tel Aviv. Except Johnny and James Randi's plan had backfired. Watching the interview, the audience thought that Uri seemed honest and thought that if he was just a magician, he would have loved to show off tricks to 19 million people across America. It was the biggest captive audience possible. No magician in their right mind would sit there and do nothing. But instead, he came across like a genuine psychic just one that was struggling to use his powers under pressure. Hmm. And instead of going home, he was immediately booked for the Merv Griffin show and his paranormal career skyrocketed. Whoa! However, that is not to say that magician James Randi failed altogether. From then on, he was never more than a couple steps behind Uri Geller, trying to debunk and discredit every move that he made. We're talking about the prestige now, people. We Two are. Two battling wizards dueling out to become the strongest. I, th I don't think that's what James Randi uh, would describe himself as, but... I don't even think that's the premise of the prestige, but it's kind of similar. It's similar enough. 
And it's thanks to people like James that today Uri Geller is seen by many as kind of an entertainer rather than living proof of the paranormal that he once claimed to be. But Rory, Uri's success never fully added up. Sure, he made TV appearances here and there, he sold a few books, but his house was always a little too big to make sense. Even in the 80s, only a few years after the beginning of his career, he was widely known as a multi-multi-millionaire. And even in 2009, he bought a Scottish island. Whoa. (laughs) Most people buy an island to live the good life on it. Maybe build a house, swim in the sea, buy a boat and sail around. Not Uri. You see, there's a legend that we should probably look into at some point. This kind of blew my mind. The legend goes the ancestor of all the Gaelic people was called Skota, a princess who sailed to Ireland and married a leader there starting the Gaelic people. But did I mention that Skota was Tutankhamun's sister? What? There are books. This is real. I'm not, I'm not. My brain isn't melting. This is pretty early on in the the episode to be throwing a curveball in the shape of a pharaoh's amulet. There are books, okay? It's not just me. There are books from the 13th and 16th centuries depicting a pharaoh princess sailing to ancient Ireland and Scotland. And part of that legend goes that after Skota died, her ancient Egyptian treasure was buried with her. It just so happens that Lamb Island off the coast of Scotland is one of three Scottish islands that are laid out in the exact same way as the Egyptian pyramids in Giza. So Uri is currently trying to excavate Lamb Island and find the lost Egyptian treasure. It seems a bit weird to go directly to this, the lost treasure of a princess that apparently fled Egypt, and not just go to Egypt with your fortune and try and find it there well i think all the treasure's been looted hasn't it no they're still finding stuff really plus with his magic powers he could probably just put his hands on the sand and like golden pharaoh's coins will just bend around don't, him and listen don't get me started on that kind of stuff all right because i'm just saying there's there's some stuff coming up so i do agree uh buying an island seems a little excessive yeah but all of this is just to say clearly uri has been making cash He's crooked, folks, and we're not talking about the spoon bending alone. If he's making money, that means someone believes in him as a psychic. But who is it? In part one, I dropped the bomb that the CIA actually worked with Uri on Project Stargate. This was revealed in 2017 when some 12 million pages of CIA documents were disclosed. Stargate is a project we've definitely talked about before on This Paranormal Life, Not just on the episode about Saddam Hussein owning a literal Stargate, but also because it was a top-secret government paranormal research project. Mm -hmm. What we do know is that in the early 70s, Uri had agreed to be tested and monitored by a number of scientists, primarily in his home country of Israel. People who had obviously heard about him, seen him, and thought, this could be a great research project. Let's get him in, see if what he's saying is true. At some point in 1973, one Israeli scientist who had worked with him tipped off two other scientists in the USA, Harold E. Putoff and Russell Targ, two men that started their careers in stuff like physics and laser research, but later specialized in parapsychology, remote viewing, and telekinetic research. All the stuff 
that no university would let you go near today. It's over. Those departments are shut down. Thus, Uri was invited to the United States to take part in a new set of tests, only this time for the CIA under Project Stargate. Uri's thinking, okay, I get scientists researching me, but why the US government? Well, later he learned that the CIA were worried there were people like him in Russia. Oh, fellow benders. To, to quote Uri, there was a woman there who could move things with her mind, and they were worried. Oh, God. Which is fascinating, because we always assume that the US military, or any military, are looking at the paranormal from a purely weaponizing perspective. Of course, yeah. How can we use this against other people? Exactly. Can you imagine working for the military? You're training soldiers as usual, putting them through boot camp. You know, you're raising the toughest goddamn military the world has ever known. Yeah. And then you get intel to say that the enemy soldiers can now bend <laughs> bullets with their mind. What do you do when you've got a thousand normies re ready to go? <laughs> Pathetic little meat bags. <laughs> you would put every dollar available into copying that training and technology. Yeah, your new mission, go capture the bending bullet people and get one of them to defect. That's the only mission. Your mission, go get into Ouija boards and <laughs> astrology and come back to me when you can predict the future. The troops all get like real spiritual looking. They're walking around looking like Russell Brand, loads of bracelets and necklaces. It's basically Hogwarts at this point. <laughs> Speaking about the research project in more recent years, Uri said, I found it fascinating, but also very grueling because I became almost like a guinea pig. Hi, Uri. I'm Russell. Thank you for seeing us. Please take a seat. Hello, Russell. No, uh, thank you for considering me for your project. Okay. Is everyone here? So, the objective of this group of experimental sessions is to verify Geller's apparent paranormal perception under carefully controlled conditions and try to head toward an understanding of the physical and psychological variables underlying his apparent ability. Do I scare you, Yuri? Um... Uh, not, I've not, been not told I'm an intimidating man. Oh, no, no not not to me, uh, Mr. Russell. You seem very, very, very nice Some to me. say I have a villainous voice, yet I assure you I only want what is good for mankind. Well, At I whatever have... cost okay, that may well, come. That actually sounds a little foreboding, what you just said. So, Do you gamble, Mr. Yuri? Uh, is this... <laughs> I've got a scar down, <laughs> down one eye and the other one's missing. <laughs> where, where did you get the cat? from sir we gamble every day with our lives don't we i so sorry have the tests started and at the push of a button i could end it all i don't i just got here mr russell from israel <laughs> what end what all the regular doctor enters the lab what who are you oh sorry <laughs> runs out <laughs> janitor always walking in here uh, sorry Uri nice to meet you yeah nice to meet you Uri I'm the sad scientist around here <laughs> it's Colonel Sanders in a lab coat <laughs> and so the experiments took place over a few days with Uri placed in varying degrees of isolation as he attempted to solve and perform the scientists paranormal tests it's like uh, Stranger Things style you know he's like jacked up with wires little sensors heart monitors all that all that stuff listen 
Stranger, we've been through it. We actually did an episode entirely on Stranger Things. Stranger Things is based entirely on these CIA experiments investigating the paranormal. That no. shit all happened. Demogorgons and all. Well, we don't know the last bit, but no, they probably probably are. Yeah, likely. I haven't even read the rest of my research. There might be Demogorgons. <laughs> and you know that a son of a bitch that can bend spoons can bend reality. All right? You want to go to the upside down? How about you go to the flip side down? That's when he bends the future into the past. I, I Whenever you said he bends reality, I thought you were just going to say he'll, he'll trick you into like liking olives if you don't like olives. No, no. I'm talking, small stuff. I'm talking you walk down the street, scrolling on your phone, right. and accidentally bump into yourself from 10 seconds in the future. You turn around to see what's going on, and you're looking at the back of your own head. That's... <laughs> That's a lot. That's what more I'm extreme. talking about. I mean, that's that's pretty. That's bend, not just bending reality. That's bending like the laws of physics. And yeah, everything. Exactly. You 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 know you're freak, you're looking down at your hands and they're aging a thousand years in front of you, dying, being reborn. Old hands, baby hands, old hands, baby hands. I think you, this is a Twilight Zone episode. You go to scream and roses come out of your mouth. Okay, now it's like a Salvador Dali painting. It's try and weaponize that. Is all I'm saying. They're messing with something that it's a little too dangerous. You're going to be very disappointed by the tests that are about to follow. Oh, no. No old hands, baby hands? They tested a number of things. But this investigation centered on a remote viewing test. This is the paranormal ability to, quote, seek impressions about a distant or unseen object through extrasensory perception. To you and me, this is basically accurately describing stuff a mile away while you're tied to a chair and blindfolded, aka impossible unless you're truly psychic. This is basically the holy grail for paranormal researchers. And so Uri was put to the test. And thankfully, Rory, thanks to these declassified documents, we have the results of that test. Wow. So Uri was placed in an opaque, acoustically and electrically shielded room. Then, outside the room, a researcher would flick through a dictionary, pick a word at random to draw. Then, once finished drawing, it would be Uri's job to use his paranormal abilities to see the picture and draw it himself. I have three results here. I'm going to tell you the word, then show you what the researcher drew, and then show you what Uri drew. Okay. The first word the researcher picked out of the dictionary was fuse. This is what they chose to draw. All right. What this looks like here is the fuse. Not what you would think. You know, it's basically the fuse on a stick of dynamite. Right. Uh, rather than like a fuse you would put in your, 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 your fuse box at home. Yeah, interesting. You could have gone either way. Uh, this is arguably maybe easier to draw... Yeah, but for a clarification of doubt, they have written firecracker at the bottom of the image here. Exactly. So, with zero cue about the word or the image, in a sealed room, Uri produced this drawing. All right, it wasn't. It's not quite the one-to-one -one that I was hoping for. <laughs> it is the drawing of a man with a giant giraffe head next to him. Yeah, um, just the head. Just the head. It looks like a little drum set or something in the top. Right. He's drawn too many things for a start. They should have clarified it was it was one thing. He's drawn a man talking with an elephant while someone plays the drums. Yeah, not a great start, I'll admit. <laughs> no. Not a great start. Uh, however, the researchers weren't immediately discouraged by this because they felt Uri had potentially tapped into some information about the firecracker 
and that this being a loud, uh, tinny, kind of um, aggressively sounding object, that then the drum he produced might have been tapping into some sense of like that. the bang. Yeah, the bang. And the giraffe? Right, That's that, that was just straight up wrong. <laughs> so giraffes don't actually make a lot of noise. No. And actually that's, that human appears to be sleeping, so they're not making any noise. What is a giraffe's neck but the fuse of its body? That's what I'll say. <laughs> so, not a great start. No. The second word the researcher produced was devil. There's no way they picked that by random. <laughs> These are all going to... The next one's going to be like... Next one, I don't know. Phew, immortality. <laughs> fountain of youth. Just throwing some words out there. Could you... How about if we say fountain of youth, Yuri, you just close your eyes and draw a map. How about that? <laughs> the next one is uh, doomsday machine. <laughs> Schematics would be preferred to drawings, actually. I see you draw another giraffe. All right, we're going to try and pivot away from the, the uh, zoo animals here, Yuri. This one is a clown. Okay, all right. That's lunch. That's lunch. We're going we're to take a quick five. This is the image the researcher produced for devil. Okay, nice. All right, guys, you know exactly what this son of a bitch is. It's a guy. He's got horns. He's, he's holding a, uh, a pitchfork. I guess a trident, because yeah, there's only three trident. spikes. Yep. Got a little devil tail. He's actually got a good head of hair on him as well. Yeah, a nice little buzz cut. Uh, and he's smirking. He's having a easy It's evil. actually, it's, it's a good little drawing. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty fair drawing. Everyone, I, I wouldn't have drawn him like that. So everyone everyone knows what that is. And this, with no cue, with Uri in a separated, acoustically treated, blacked out box. This is what he produced. Wow. Guys, this is, these are the kind of drawings you would find scribbled on the the wall of a cult. Uh, we're, we're looking at strange patterns. I might actually take some of these patterns. They're kind of dope. I think they would be good in a mural. At yeah, the commune. No, not yeah, the, in the commune for sure. Yeah, yeah. This is it's. In, I don't even know what these are diagrams are. Some of them kind of look like flowers. Uh, some of them kind of just look like rainbow patterns. There's a sun somewhere that looks like a hot air balloon. Yeah. There's a hot air balloon. There's there there are so there's several small drawings. Uh, mostly seems to be circular sun-like objects, but crucially, I think right in the middle, the biggest drawing is this mandala circular object where in the middle it says God, and above that is another one of these mandalas. Looks a little bit like a gate or a door, and it says Ten Commandments. Yeah, that's pretty wild. So. I think it's fair to say that whilst he didn't nail devil, it's insane that in this locked box with an infinite possibility of what the other person could have drawn, he honed in on the Bible and God. What's super weird about this is, I mean, he's written God and he's written Ten Commandments, but he also decided to draw these crazy patterns and things around them. Yeah. I wonder if it was like, that was that's part of the process of it. Or if he was like, I think that they wrote devil and drew a big squiggle around it. <laughs> you know, what What was his reasoning behind doing so? Because there is just some flowers there as well. Maybe that was yeah. beforehand. He was like, mm, just doodling, doodling. Da, da. And then on the intercom, they were like, okay, we're ready to go. He's like, oh, fuck. Can I get a, can I, can I get a new sheet of paper? Oh, God, they can't hear me. Do uh, not talk to us. <laughs> You're not supposed to talk to us. Oh, God. It is pretty fascinating. If you assume that Uri has psychic abilities and that's how he got god and the ten commandments from the word devil this is interesting because this shows how the psychic energy works it's not like a direct mind read yeah it's a vibe he taps into he gets like a little scent 
and he's like a bloodhound trying to track it down. Yeah. All right. We've got a third and final one for you. So the final word the researcher picked out of the dictionary was bunch. Ooh, that's a hard one. It is a hard one. The word itself doesn't carry any strong connotations. And the researcher, Rory, chose to draw this. Whoa. Okay. Okay. That's smart. That's smart. What he has drawn uh, is a bunch of grapes. You know, I probably would have done a bunch of flowers, something yeah, like that. I think but that's fair. Bunch of grapes. Sure. I can I can see that. And it's a, it's a super simple image that's like easy to get across yeah it's either a bunch of grapes or one very large raspberry but i think <laughs> it's, it's a it's possible to tell I, in fact i kind of feel like an ant looking at this thing <laughs> it's like so close up and rory this is what uri drew Blah, folks at home i am looking at a picture of grapes these are, it is borderline identical these grapes it is the angle of this stem <laughs> Is the same. You Rory, there are 28 grapes in this bunch, and there are 28 grapes in the bunch that Uri has drawn. Are you. This motherfucker's learning. <laughs> he's like, he's evolving. And test. The next test, you know, the lights are going on, and a doctor is going to run in and be like, shut it down! Shut it down! Like pulling out cables from the wall. He's going to be levitating like fing Mewtwo. <laughs> so. Just to be clear, he knocked it out of the f***ing park on Bunch. Yeah. And they stopped there? That was the last one? That's actually the only drawing experiments that I'm aware of that we have the evidence for. Yeah. I've actually looked at the CIA documents. You can go see these yourself if you go to the CIA website. That was good enough. They pretty much shipped him to Afghanistan the next morning. They were (laughs) like, he's ready. He's a weapon. Wait, what do I do (laughs) once I land? If you're truly a god, you'll know. They boot him out the back of the plane. I never said it was a god! I can't fly! I can only read mine! He hits the ground and splatters into a million pieces. Oh, crap. We spent five million dollars researching that guy. So, Rory, imagine you're the researcher in this story. What are you thinking? I don't know. I don't know. I I probably would have done more tests for his start, you know? Even though he pretty much knocked that last one out of the park. Three isn't isn't a good uh, body of work to go on. I feel like this would be just the start. You got to start holding objects in your hand and seeing if he can describe them. You got to like, when when you're taking a five at lunch, come up behind him with a two by four and just take a swing and see if he can stop it or duck. See if he's got to do some Spider-Man shit, knock his lunch tray out of his hand, see if he catches it real quick like Peter Parker. Exactly, yeah. You need to find out the, the limits of his abilities. And you know, if you got to push him around a little bit, beat him up a little bit to do it, That's called research. Especially back in the CIA in the 70s. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think we'll get into this a little later. They did do other tests, some of which were successful, some of which weren't. Uh, I just highlighted this as at least one example of a home run, which Mm -hmm. explains what's to immediately follow. What we do know is that what Uri Geller showed the researchers on that fateful week, including this test, caused the CIA to claim Uri Geller had, quote, demonstrated his paranormal perceptual ability in a convincing and unambiguous manner. Which begs the question, if they believed in his paranormal abilities, do you really think they let him walk away? Just go back to show business? They didn't even ask for his telephone number? No way. They turned Uri into goddamn Jason Bourne. 
Oh, we're yeah. talking multiple passports, guns, international espionage. Fuck it. Wipe his memory. His memory is only <laughs> going to get in the way. They accidentally wipe his powers. Oh, oh shit. He's just a dumbass. What am I thinking about? Is it, is it grapes? We couldn't get him to stop drawing giraffes before. Now he won't. We, it's been giraffe after giraffe, and he, he isn't getting the point. What's your favorite animal? I don't remember. Monkey? Jesus. Monkey, perhaps? No! All I'm hearing is, it takes very little to be considered a mutant god by the CIA. I, I feel like it's unfair that they that no one's contacted me to see if I could do it. Well, Three pictures? Three pictures, and that's all it took? But they did other tests, and that's just the most visual one. That's like the one you can... You can listen, that's a, that's a, that's a hit. You put you show anyone those images side by side and tell them the story. I can hit. I, I'm gonna hit right now. All right, you think of something, and I'm gonna and I'll be able to figure out what it is. Okay, think, think about it vividly. Anything. Okay, like a like a shark tooth. Okay, you know, I will. think about it and just like focus it in your mind. All right, I'm, I am. I'm focusing as Even, hard as I can, and I'm gonna come up with it. So just focus on the object. Focusing. Just like say it, like under your breath. Just say it. No, well that work. No, well, come just, on, because that would be me... besides the point of the test. Well, so. I won't even be able to hear. I won't be able to hear it very well. No, that's just ridiculous. Just like this is crazy. Just think about it. Then think about it. Like focus it okay. on, on yeah, a laser. I will think about it because that's the point of this whole thing. Think so I'll it. think about it. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to look at you while I think because just yeah. to get the the telekinetic energy. Right Straight across the room here, and just like give me Think a clue, give me like a clue, or no, something. because that would listen. you gotta give me a clue. Do you man. Know, the CIA don't give clues, okay? Like a hint, like is it an animal? Okay, is so a, I'm is not the grape? CIA, so I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> a grape. Is it a single grape? It's it's not a million miles from it, but this is a clue. I'm not right. giving you any more clues. So okay, okay, I'll say one thing. All right, this is a, this is a decent clue. It's yellow. All okay. right, it's banana yellow. Is it a banana? No, it's oh, not a okay. banana. That was like that was my first one. He got three turns, so I should be able to get three no, turns. No, there's as well. no way you're getting you're getting. Give me another chance. Come on. Uh, what else is what, what else about it? Just think, focus, okay. focus in on it, and just like <laughs> say it. I'm not gonna say it. Stop <laughs> just, just telling me to say don't it. Don't say it. Out. Besides, just... <laughs> you want to be tested like you're in the CIA, and you get a clue and you still don't get it. Uri got it with zero clues. <laughs> The times have changed. The bar is lower. Now more than ever, they what? need super soldiers on the front line. And I have I have the heart at least. You don't want to be a super soldier. <laughs> Why do you want to you've got a nice life? <laughs> do you want to be a super soldier? Once when asked in interview whether Uri had indeed been turned into some kind of psychic super soldier, Uri said, quote, I cannot answer that. I I can't. Because I cannot deny and I cannot confirm certain missions that I was given to do. <laughs> so, so there are missions. He did the missions. <laughs> he absolutely did secret missions. We should also note in these interviews that he is two foot taller than he was when he was last seen right. and infinitely more buff. Yeah. But if that wasn't clear enough, uh, true to style in a later interview, he said, I did many things for the CIA. They wanted me to stand outside the Russian embassy in Mexico and erase floppy disks being flown out by Russian agents by saying erase, erase, erase using my mind. Is that how it works? That doesn't sound like how I mean, it works. I I was doing that before. Like, you know, you say you think really hard on it and then it, used, it goes using the telekinetic rays. I guess that's how it works. <laughs> 
That was barely a sentence. <laughs> listen, bro. Whenever you're telekinetic, listen. I've been researching this. Yeah, I'm starting to think I have a few, few powers of my own. Okay, I think it. You just got to recite it. I think I, it's diminishing. Just give me one I think second. It's diminishing my ability to speak. Give though. me one second here. Dick grow. Dick grow. Dick grow. I Sorry. think you you got to keep it. What you got to keep it to yourself because I think otherwise. I it thought you were supposed to say it out loud. No. You're supposed you to say think, it inside? You just think it. He was just thinking, erase, erase, erase. All right. We got to I, I just We got to edit something out of the podcast. We, we know, and I we won't say what man. it is. We don't is. have enough time. We don't okay, have enough we'll time. Okay, f- we'll erase, erase, <laughs> erase. No. Oh, we need the podcast. It's uploading. What? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, this year has gone by so quickly. What's something that you're proud of in 2024 so far? Go. Mm, Okay. Uh, Well, I managed to capture a deadly cryptid and lock it in my basement. Okay. And tell me, did Mm. you take time to celebrate that win? Oh, yeah, not really. Uh, I'm scared if I let my guard down, it'll escape. In life, it's important that we slow down, acknowledge our progress, and set goals that inspire us. I can't even sleep at night. I'm so scared this thing is going to break out. When it comes to finding time for ourselves and our goals, BetterHelp can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. You can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. It's time to take a moment and celebrate your wins. What if the win you're celebrating is so big, no basement can hold it? Okay, you might need to move house. But for everyone else, there is BetterHelp. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. Another time, I had to get near someone signing a nuclear deal and bombard his mind with sign, sign, sign. Oh, to, to what? To prohibit, I guess, the use yeah, of nuclear weapons? to okay. sign a deal to not create nuclear weapons, the, I guess. Yeah. The contract wasn't drop it, question mark, and then you sign your name, yeah. Okay, that's, wow, it's intense. No, some people think this is far-fetched. Really? Uri Geller worked for the Secret Services? Then how do they explain that Uri's first job at 13 years old, I'm not shitting you here, This he, he said this in interviews years previous, at 13 years old, his first job was delivering letters for Mossad. The Israeli Secret Service. What? His first job was a paper boy for the Israeli <laughs> Secret Service. Not only that, but in a BBC documentary about his work for the Secret Services, 
they interview Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, me and Yuri go way back. What? So even before the CIA dropped the bomb that they'd done all these tests with him, and let's face it, probably used him. Yeah. He absolutely worked for the Israeli Secret Service. Oh boy, that's what a weird career path to start with Paperboy for the Israeli Secret Service. And then you turn out to be a psychic? Yeah. I feel like this is a bomb drop. This is a mic drop. This is a huge piece of information that I don't think we've ever come across in this paranormal life. The knowledge that secret services around the world at least have used psychics, paranormal practitioners in the field. Oh yeah. Look, they've been keeping it on the down low, but we've known it. We've known it for years. Think back to the, uh, you know, the Philadelphia experiment. It's true. You know, there's a long history of the government being involved with people who claim to have, or do in fact possess psychic abilities. Colonel Floating Gun? You think he just, (laughs) he was born that way? No. He used to deliver papers for the CIA. It was just floating letters down the road. So we might have tracked on some of Uri's money, but that wasn't the only place he was making his money. Apparently in the 70s, a man called Sir Val Duncan invited Uri to his home in Majorca and said, I'll tell you what, Uri, I've buried three bottles of olive oil in my garden here. If you can find all three, I can make you a lot of money. All right. Uri walks around the garden, trying to sense out using his paranormal abilities. And he finds the bottles. He finds all three bottles of oil. What kind of twisted Easter egg hunt is this? Or were they buried or were they just they in were a bush? Ba- they were okay. buried, of course. Serval <laughs> said, Congratulations, Yuri. Here is one million dollars. I want you to find real oil for me. Oh. Oh, that's smart. Okay, I can see. that. That's Yeah, that's pretty good. And Uri worked for other companies. There are actually photos of this online, of him on mining sites around the world, working for Brazilian, Japanese mining companies, finding oil, diamonds, gold. What? His standard contract was getting $1 million up front and $1 million when he finds the honey pot. And he found the honey pot? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. I mean, enough for him to get repeat work, sure. I guess, yeah. But, uh, you know, not every time. All right. That sounds like he had the success rate of a mortal. No, because (laughs) the average Joe looking at a map, just putting his finger on a map, putting a pin in a map, and just saying, hey, there's oil under there. No. Is that how he did it? Uh, Yeah, he was looking at maps. I I would have thought he'd go on location more. But apparently it started with looking at maps. Oh my god. And then they might fly over a place, look you know, look by helicopter or something. Oh my god, that's that's badass. Imagine Pretty today wild. you wouldn't even have, you just fire up Google Maps and be like, just sent you a link, check it out. That's oil. It's nuts. give me my million. It's crazy to think, but it's it kind of makes sense, right? I mean, think of the world's biggest companies today, where a million dollars is nothing to them. Yeah. It's like you might as well try every avenue it's like the way rich people hire all these fake doctors to cure them of this that or the other yeah. it's like they're so goddamn rich they might as well give it a go yeah the the profession of paranormal investigator has basically survived off wealthy people paying us to investigate nothing <laughs> you, that was another bit you should have kept in inside oh God. okay erase 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 don't worry about it bro i took care of it 
So I should say the whole idea for this investigation actually came from a reader who emailed us saying the following. Hi guys, I have a suggestion for an investigation which seems pretty compelling. I know all of this sounds crazy, but I have one piece of what could be evidence for you both. So I have this book I bought some time ago, which teaches you novelty tips and tricks from showing you how to memorize a card deck to doing complex math in your head, all the way to most relevant here, using one's own ESP or extrasensory perception to bend silverware. On the topic of psychic powers and a sixth sense, I would say I'm open-minded. I've had experiences which I can't easily explain, such as knowing information there was no way for me to know at the time, or my ability to see what I think are people's auras. So I decided I'd give it a try. The book instructs you to be in a relaxed state, an indirect yet direct attention. <laughs> okay, you lost me already. Indirect yet direct attention. Holding a piece of cutlery in your hand between your thumb and index finger. And you have to want it to happen, but you can't force it. And you're basically stroking part of the fork or spoon with your thumb. You're supposed to hold it there, stroking it, seeing if you can feel it turn soft in your hand, where you can then bend the metal. So much of that was contradictory. It was like, focus, but don't focus. Too hard, you wanna, sure. You want to rub it, but don't touch the spoon. Just touch you it gotta with your hand. You got to act real nice too. We also got to show it who's boss. <laughs> turned on your recent investigation into Nibiru and enjoyed that while I had this fork in my hand I grabbed from the silverware drawer. And it worked. I've enclosed photos of the fork before and after. I've used no tools on this fork, just my hands, concentration, and will. It's pretty surreal, realizing you're doing something that shouldn't be possible, but is. You may save my photos if you like, post them, and if y'all could hashtag investigate, it would be most appreciated. I have no clue what if I'm turning into a mutant, a witch, or whatever else. So Roy, I'm just going to show you the images they sent through here as evidence. Feel free to scroll through these. Very cool. Whoa, all right, folks. They didn't just bend this fork. They f***ed it up. It's messed up. Prongs bent. Handle bent. That fork will never enjoy a meal again. Absolutely not. It's, it's going to be destroyed. drinking out of a straw. And this is... I can't tell if... There's a series of different pictures. I can't tell if these are different forks or just shots of the fork getting more and more effed up as the night went on. Hmm. Maybe they really don't like that single fork. Hey, listen, we all have forks we want to mess up, but we just, you know, we give them the benefit of the doubt. Wow. All right. Uh, I will note four, five, maybe uh, very convincing pictures there. Not one video, though. Not one video of the spoon bending. Uh, that's irrelevant. I don't see why we would need video if a picture would suffice. Obviously, the Golden Pyramid of Truth uh, doesn't include video footage. No. It's uh, hearsay, rumors, stories. I think talking is one of them as well. Yeah. So, in fact, even this email, because it's the information is so direct, we don't even have the Pyramid of Truth, really, because there's no rumors. It's old school. Rory, there's only one way to find out for sure. How about we give this a go? I'm ready. So folks, I have provided Rory with the flimsiest fork I could find. I've got a spoon, actually the same brand. And we're going to attempt to harness our ESP abilities. I don't know if I've got ESP. Let's find out. I think we, in a bonus episode, did a little experiment. Okay. Uh, where we flipped those cards to try and find out if we had any psychic capabilities. Did it go well? You did surprisingly well. 
Oh, you you hit a lot of cards. I did not. Okay. Uh, however, like Uri, I believe that I have only grown stronger since the giraffe test, uh, and I feel like maybe this is my this is my great picture right here. This could be so. Yeah. Right here in the podcast, we're going to try and prove the the ability to bend shit with your mind. This is like getting scouted as well for an esports clan. There is a two-way glass wall in my bedroom right now, and there are several big league CIA players oh, behind yeah. that wall. This is my tryout. You think your brother is in the CIA? You're out of your mind. So what we want to do, Rory, is get it right there where you've got it. Yeah. Just below. Anyone at home could try this. So we're just holding our cutlery right below uh, the bit you put in your mouth, basically, just the, the neck. And we're just gonna rub this. Just use your thumb. Okay. Gonna rub it. So it's almost like you're trying to heat it up. All right, how fast? It's, uh, it's kind of weird. Should we light some candles in here? Yeah, Open up that, a bottle it's of that wine? kind of motion, All I'm right. afraid to say. So, okay. uh, and you can use the other hand to stabilize it if you want. You want to rub it. Use here. your mouth a little bit. Don't be afraid to get down there. Okay, well, I, I wouldn't go that far. But folks Think about home, how the spoon feels, all right? Be receptive to how the spoon's moving. This is, this is going to a weird place. Guys, don't listen to Rory. He's taking it to a weird place. Just focus. Call me daddy spoon. Oh, Jesus I'm the big spoon. Focus on bending the spoon with your mind. This is very serious, very scientific. Yeah. And your dick. No. No, no. No, no. no, there should be no dicks involved. Right, sorry. This is ridiculous. You're, you're, you're undermining this experiment. So now you might want to hold it like this at this point, And we're going to go to the next stage of trying to bend this shit. I didn't know there were steps. How do you zone out when you're flipping it like a pancake? <laughs> I'm... I'm following Uri's. Uh, okay. He he actually did a promotional video for Kellogg's cornflakes, <laughs> where he bent some spoons on camera and showed you how to do it. So that's the method I'm following. I would I would say that's a pretty terrifying mascot to have. But have you ever seen the f-ing sugar puff monster? That thing is a cryptid in itself. We should be hunting him. We're trying to bring him down. We got to bring him down. He's got to die. Uh, so at this point, I'm gonna try. I'm trying to bend it. Using my mind by focusing on it. Hopefully, we've heated it up here. Okay. So I'm melting from our pure ESP energy. Okay, I'm not getting anything right. What about you? Uh, I thought, I, you know, I, I felt like it was building towards something. I don't know if I'm quite warmed up yet. But I look to... over, you're bent in half. <laughs> what? I don't know, nothing's happening. I think this might be a bust, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, you little bastard. Bend! I don't think that's gonna help. You f- I don't think that's what Yuri or our reader did. Bam! My nose starts bleeding. Bend! Ah! Nothing seems to be happening, folks. I will say. Go on. We didn't do a full inspection of this fork before it was handed to me, but the prongs are a little askew. <laughs> that's all I'll say. It's a it's a real piece of shit fork. Uh, all I'm saying is, you want to look at this thing side on. Do you you, you want to take is- photos of that? Put it up on. On the I'll do society. a poll. I'll do a poll. Is Rory a wizard? Yes or no? And I'll provide the evidence. Look at this son of a bitch. Look at that. From side on. That's crooked as a witch's nose. It is crooked. <laughs> yes! But it's it's yes! also very old. Men enter the room. Rory Powers, welcome to the force. <laughs> Give you a badge and the gun. You shoot me. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Muggle bitch. <laughs> so... Rory, at the end of every episode, we have to come down to a conclusion as to whether what we've investigated is truly paranormal or not. You know, our reader there has helpfully thrown in a little bit of first-hand evidence of their own. 
Uh, I guess the question here is, is Uri Geller, the psychic, the CIA agent, the Mossad agent, is he truly psychic? That's a very good question. Luckily, uh, we're dealing with someone who has a pretty extensive history of um, using paranormal and psychic abilities. You know, it's not just what we learned about him in the first episode of this two-parter, where, you know, he went on some game shows, he bent some cutlery, you know, that was pretty much as far as he took it. Now we're learning about him being involved with the CIA, we're learning about him finding oil and diamonds in the ground. Yeah. He's got a pretty impressive history, he's got a pretty impressive log of paranormal events. At least a lot of people have believed in him at different points. Yes, that's true. It would be interesting to, like, tally up his ratio of hits to misses. Because, I don't know, if you truly say that you are paranormal, but even if you get, like, four misses in a row, is five enough to convince people you're still paranormal? That's tough. That's, That's like a- saying you're very good at blackjack, losing six rounds of blackjack, and then winning your seventh round of blackjack, and everyone's like... He was right all along. It's like, no, he wasn't. He's very bad at gambling and he's managed to win a hand after six losses. It's very true. The key here is the stats. What do the stats say? You know, in science, you have in science, you have what's called statistical significance. That means that that for something to be considered true, it has to be tested and has to beat chance. Yeah, because chance is always a possibility. And there's a threshold over which it becomes interesting weird maybe even true but for uri that's the that's the problem here is we don't have that tally we don't know if all his hits that he got a million dollars for all his hits that he went on tv for if they were just chance in the interest of coming down to a conclusion it should be said that the cia experiments that seemingly prove uri to be a real psychic are widely and vastly discredited by everyone in the scientific community okay wow uh, Left that one right till the end, eh, put, bud? Put off and, and Targ aren't like stellar names in the scientific community. It was pretty widely acknowledged that they didn't do a great job of ensuring the tests were extremely rigorous. Okay. Uh, they <laughs> they may were, have left a couple answer sheets uh, in the test chamber. Who knows? They were paranormal believers themselves and were kind of emotionally invested in this whole thing working out right right one thing i will say harold e put off after these tests in later years would go on to start a company with tom DeLong from blink 182 okay whenever he got into aliens to so, the stars academy to the stars academy of course right. a very prestigious academy see this is the problem when you're conducting paranormal experiments what you need are real scientists yeah just like if you want to teach a biology class you need paranormal experts you need people who are skeptical about it because the scientists are going to be like i don't believe in the paranormal we're going to make this as hard for uri as possible right. and if i'm in a, a biology class i'm going to be like you teach me, kids, because for all I know, that little frog is a f- demon. I will give that frog security clearance and a gun, and I will make it into a secret agent because <laughs> it's amazing to me. It, it's one of it's a wonder of the universe. So I have to say, personally investigating this one, I went in highly skeptical. Mm-hmm. Throughout, I was continually surprised by these really quite amazing occurrences. And yet, at the end of it all, I don't believe that we have enough concrete evidence, scientific rigor that should be readily available. If someone has a 40-year paranormal career, the evidence should be there, and it's not. And that's why 
I don't think I can say he's a real psychic. I think it's a no for me. I think to prove your point, Kit, if you'd like to take a little look at Exhibit A. <gasps> That's right, friends. In my hand, I hold a bent fork. Sensei. <laughs> now, Kit, just like Uri, you never saw me bend this fork. You're a real psychic, Rory. But here I am claiming I have. So if we were to say... No, shut off the podcast. If we... <laughs> shut it down now. You don't need to finish your diatribe, bro. I believe you. I'm with I've, you. No, I'm trying to I'm trying to tell you that it's oh a... Oh, my God. No. I I'm need to, to call the press. I need to call the police. No, you were right the first... It was, it's a no, I think. It's all real. I knew I was right to start praying to Uri all these weeks I've been working praying on this episode. To, praying to Uri. I've been, I've been trying to ban these... Spoons, man, but no, you can teach me. You're the guy. Oh, no, man, I, gonna, I did it under hey, the, some of this magic no, 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 sauce no, no. is gonna start rubbing off on it's me. It's not like that. I did it under the table. I did it under the table while you were talking. I bent it with my what? hands. Yeah, I was trying to prove a point that if if I can make it up, then anyone can. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I wish I uh, wish I hadn't said all that stuff about. It. Did you say you prayed to him? Nah, nah, nah. Erase, erase. You've only erase. been doing this for like erase. a week. You only found erase. out about him like a week ago. Erase. Erase, shut up. Shut up. Stop shut looking up. at me when you say shut erase. <laughs> die, die, die. <laughs> if I can do it right right now and it looked pretty convincing, I don't see why anyone else doing it in secrecy could say that uh, they're doing it as well. I think, unfortunately, it's going to be a double no this week. Can I tell you a bit of uh, trivia about this case? Sure. <laughs> Uri Geller is the basis for the Pokemon Kadabra. All right. Yeah, I'm glad you told me that now after the double no. <laughs> because in Japanese, uh, Kadabra is called Yungera, uh, like Geller. Oh. Gera, Yungera, oh, wow. Uri Geller. He sued Pokemon pretty pretty heavily back in the day when he when he heard about this uh, this trading card game. Did he win? And he, yeah. So apparently... That's such a Gary Oak move. <laughs> apparently, you can't get a Kadabra Pokemon card today because he sued them. Really? Is yeah. that right? Apparently so. Apparently they stopped making... Like, you can still get Pokemon cards, but apparently you can't get... They haven't printed a Kadabra card since, like, the mid-2000s or something. That is so weird. Yeah. Why did, I thought he was locating diamond mines. Why does he have to sue right, Pokemon? Well, you know, not all the time. He's, he's bought a lot of ta- free time, so... We've also very quickly brushed over the fact that in part one, he said he was from an alien planet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel pretty confident in my double note. Okay. I think. Listen, everyone, I hope you've enjoyed this two part episode on the tale of a potentially, but sadly, we think not real psychic. Yeah. But a fascinating life and fascinating story nonetheless. And thank you so much to our reader for sending in their evidence. Uh, we will not name them uh, in case the CIA tracked them down and, and murder them. If you have any of your own thoughts on this episode, send it on in to this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com. Don't even email us. Just think it. Think it. We'll put, well, I've already explained that I have superpowers, so I'll be able to pick it up. Guys, if you've enjoyed this two-parter, maybe you're looking for more entertainment throughout this, um, frankly, tough quarantine experience. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life. Support. 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 Okay. It's all right. I can just Cash, talk to them. Money. We don't need to trick them. Now. You can get bonus episodes from just five bucks a month. The link is in the episode description of this podcast. Check it out. And at the end of every episode, we like to take the time to shout out those who supported us on Patreon. Let's go! 
Thank you to Ian Rush. Whoa, Ian, what's the rush? Slow down, Whoa, partner. dude. Take a you... toke of this, brother. Whoa, don't offer him drugs. We don't know what AG is. Do you breathe it in his face? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of like a, a cyborg with just a bong as a ventilator. Ian is? No, his you dealer. Okay. I am. I'm so sorry, Ian. Thank you too. Caleb McKenzie. Do you know that Caleb McKenzie into the future? What? Yeah, he can McKenzie into the future real Get far. Get him on the podcast. I know. That's a pretty good ability. A little heads up about 2020 would have been nice there, Caleb. But uh, Yeah, a bit of a dick move. Keep that one on the DL. Keep that on the hush-hush. Ordered a bunch of hand sanitizer. <laughs> and then went AWOL, moved to a Scottish island. Thank you to Luis Mendoza. Man, those are nice shoes you got, Luis. <laughs> I mean, where'd you get them? You're always styled out, Lewis. Always a stylish-looking guy. Do- Doza, really nice. Doza. Man. <laughs> Man. Those are nice glasses, too, Lewis. In fact, give me them. Thank you to Thomas Noonan. We've all heard of Thomas the Tank Engine. We're talking right here about Thomas the Tank. That's right, drafted into World War <gasps> Dose. As they call it in España. <laughs> Dropped behind military lines all by himself. Not even a human, just a tank. Whoa. No no one in the freaking bish. It was just blasting random shells. A sentient tank. Yeah, but the thing is, they couldn't actually say that uh, Thomas the Tank won us the war because you can't put a medal on a tank. No. So, we salute you in your service, Thomas. Thank you to Sam Webb. We've all had sandwiches before, but have you ever had a Sam Webb? No, that sounds awful. It's where you roll up a spider's okay. web oh, and even, eat the spider. It's even worse than I thought. It's pretty bad. I'm not gonna. I, I didn't say Why, it was good. You, I asked you, if you've, you've had this. I had one. Sure, I had it when I went to to um, a haunted house that time. Um, Were you that? Couldn't you wait? Like, you, why did you need a snack? Well, we had to rush because the the appointment that we booked was for 4:30, and it was 4:35. My friends had already gone in, and I said, F- "It, I'm gonna go into this house." Three scares later, and I've got the munchies. They didn't even... So it doesn't even sound like they sell these as a delicacy or something. No, I stole it from the house. Okay. I start swinging my hands in the darkness. What do I get? A handful of cobwebs and you, a tarantula. So you ate it? And I ate it raw. It's called a sandweb. Thank you to Josh Ray. Josh Ray is having a posh day. He's, he's just going to treat himself today. That's smart. You know, he started off breakfast with a little caviar, maybe a little oysters on the side. Can I recommend a delicious Sam Webb? No. Christ. Is- no, why would a posh guy, a classy guy, want that? Because it's expensive, depending on the spider. It was free for you. Because <laughs> it was a bad spider. It tasted bad. It bit me a f- ton of times. It was a bad experience. Aren't they poisonous? Yeah, well, some of them are. Thank you to Michaela Campbell. Michaela Campbell can't bowl. It's pretty embarrassing. She goes all the time, but she's got to put like the sides up. She's got to use that like rolling thing where you push the ball down I mean, the ramp. And then sometimes it ends up in the next lane. Sometimes it ends up in, in the car park outside. It's crazy. She can't bowl. Stop going. Thank you to Rose. 
Rose, obviously nicknamed Rose after her ability to bend flowers, a power which, as we know, was weaponized uh, in an attempt to control bees, swarms of bees. Interesting. By pointing the flowers in the direction you would like the bees to go. Uh, pretty effective. I don't understand how that works. So how would you... <laughs> Normally bees come to the flowers. Yeah. How do you point it? So, so like, if a, a bee is like, I want to go to that flower... And then uh, it's going towards the flower because the flower is nice and co- uh, colorful. Cool. You bend it with your mind so that the the colorful bit of the flower like kind of goes forward, and then leads onto like another flower. So that the bees like, oh, I'll go to that one. That one bends forward. All of a sudden, you have a you have a tidal wave of stingy little wasp men. Whatever happened to bombs and guns? I don't know. They man. were pretty. They were pretty effective. I thought they did the job for sure. Why but- are you weaponizing? bees why do you think there's all these save the bees campaign <laughs> because they're, they're they're veterans and they're dying in in huge swathes thank you to daniel camacho daniel you better watch yourself or i'm gonna come at you i'm gonna come at you hard and i'm gonna come at you fast he's and got he, bees he's, he's a, got bees he's a bee bender. oh no <laughs> i can't even reach him it's <laughs> just like fighting through waves of him damn thank you to neon possum Neon Possum is beyond awesome. Emphasis on the bees. Because they control hordes of vicious wasps. Nothing to do with bees, man. No, but they're pretty similar. You know, they're all pretty similar. Thank you to Joshua McGill. Joshua McGill is washing my grill. Oh. Josh, I'm going to level with you. We've been cooking a lot of spider-related delicacies on that thing. So you're going to need a scrub. And also, there might be a few exotic specimens left in the bottom of the grill. Oh, yeah. So just watch out for that. You're going to want to be on egg hunt, my friend, because the ones that survived have multiplied. Except don't use gloves because then you can't really feel uh, the cleanliness of of the grill. So I'm going to need you to go in there raw. Yeah, barehanded. Thank you, lastly but not leastly, to Short Liam. Short Liam, the nickname that his family gave him because he is the shortest of all the Liams. They had a, a Liam 1, Liam 2, Liam 3. Oh, that's nice. Uh, I mean, the other Liams are 12 foot, 13 foot. So Short Liam yeah, still yeah. comes in at about 9 foot. His cousin Shaquille O'Neal. Yes, yeah, right. He, he's a very tall man. He's a borderline cryptid. Uh, I think he hangs out in school with like the Slender Man. Don't hang, out, don't hang out with him. <laughs> He's not a good guy, but they can kind of relate because they're on the same level, literally. We're glad to have you supporting the podcast. We appreciate your tall money. Thank you to everyone we have just shouted out and everyone whose shout out is still coming. Thank you for being so patient. We hope you've enjoyed this episode series on Uri Geller. We'll be back next Tuesday with a brand new paranormal tale. Bye bye. 